All right. Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. This is Jerry Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. There we go. We're gonna ride it out. We're gonna ride it out tonight. We got. Uh, we're gonna be talking a little. Uh, well, what are we gonna be talking? We're gonna be talking some good old fashioned, uh, you know, NFL Wild Card Weekend. Uh, maybe get some thoughts on people as they, uh, you know, as they finished up those games today. Uh, the playoff picture is officially set for next weekend, and we should have some good games coming across from us. Uh, we'll preview the college football championship uh, obviously we got Bama and Clemson squaring off for the fourth time in as many years in this playoff so it'll be curiously uh, interesting to see how that goes um, and then beyond that you know we're going to have um, maybe a little discussion on the Timberwolves as they fire Thibodeau uh, even after that 22 point victory over uh, what I put the limp Angeles Lakers uh, and though uh, Ryan must not enjoy that they are definitely uh, definitely a situation that needs a little extra love so, uh, you know, we'll also maybe, you know, sneak in some discussion on the Mayweather fight that occurred in Japan over the new year and, um, you know, many more. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get some calls in from uh, from the team here as we try and get some of the situation sorted out. But uh, that being said, uh, I'm going to play. Uh, well, I think I'm going to end up playing some WrestleCast uh, commercials as we are uh, not quite fully prepared for the new first new show of the new year but uh certainly something that'll be uh, pretty interesting so let's let's go to that and then we'll get uh right back into it looking to get a head start on deer hunting season let fml solutions point you in the right direction hi alex from strong style media here letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit fmlsolutionsinc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. When you send a message, your name will identify you to the other caller. Record your name after the tone. Hey yo, it's Sportscast Radio. You need to record a new greeting and record after the tone. Hit any key when you're done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jiskra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, Big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You're connected. Say hi. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host, Alex Mello, every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, 
Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With a B. This is, this is, this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. Latino hasta la muerte y después Worldwide Latino Pride The Ambassadors of Violence LAX, K-Dog, the Notorious 187 Homicide Bang, 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 bang Bang, 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 bang Bang, 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 bang Bang, 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 bang That is definitely a uh, Definitely a good start I uh <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, I believe we got Elijah on the line as I, uh, I clicked him over. I think he's live with us. Uh, Elijah, are you with us? The uh, brief silence there tells me that I am at an impasse, uh, but that's okay. We're going to make this work. Uh, hopefully, we'll do a quick call back in and then, um, and then go from there. Uh, let's see if it'll pick back up when that happens. So, Elijah, if you can uh, hear, please, please call back in. Um, obviously we're going to talk about the NFL and the wild card weekend that occurred, um, you know, four games over the weekend. Uh, I'm going to call them some subtle surprises as far as, uh, how, how a few of these matchups ended, um, quick little rundown yesterday's games. Obviously we had the Colts Titans division rival, you know, you get to play a third time in the year always makes things interesting. The Colts get it done, uh, on the road, uh, against Houston and, uh, and, and kind of shocked me, you know, uh, Andrew Luck making his, uh, his year very fruitful as far as it goes and, and definitely making some, some good, uh, some good decisions and obviously uh, showing why he was uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the league before uh, the injury that occurred. So uh, yeah, get the Colts getting it done. Uh, very impressive. As far as that goes, Elijah checking in on me right now. Um, you know, another big game, uh, Cowboys at home defeating the Seahawks. Again, uh, that one did kind of surprise me as far as it goes. Um and then the uh, the situation there is, is certainly uh, palpable. Obviously, you know you got a young quarterback, um, pretty young team overall, good running back in there. And then um, you know, uh, and then you know the Eagles sneak one uh, against the Bears, much to Alex Mello's chagrin uh, today. He certainly uh, was not pleased in the group chat that we have going on, and um, it's uh, it's a situation where they uh, they had it and they they let him off the hook in the great words of uh, Denny Green. And if I can find that sounder on here, uh, we'd be pretty jacked about that. Uh, you know, lo and behold, my my personal pick at this point with all my teams gone, the Vikings are out, the 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 Titans are out. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm torn between who to cheer for, and I didn't want to cheer for either team today. Uh, I would I would love that to end in a tie, but we know the playoffs can't. Uh, Elijah, are you with us? And I'm still empty. 
that's okay. We'll we'll boot it and see what happens. Um, let's see. I, you know, then uh, the the final game again, one that I'm truly cheering for. You know, Rivers getting it done over the Baltimore Ravens on the road. Um, you know, obviously he's uh, the quarterback with with you know outside of uh, you know the already Hall of Fame numbers of one Drew Brees who has a title, the Tom Brady who has a title. You know, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have the potential to see. Um, you know, two Hall of Famers go go at it next week when you see the Chargers and Patriots uh, at Foxborough. Um, I'm hoping for Rivers to get one. Uh, solid quarterback throughout throughout his NFL career, and uh, and and that's who I'm kind of cheering for in this whole stint at this point. Um, you know, you get some good uh, some good young blood potential matchups there. You got Goff and 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 you know it's 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 the Rams against the Cowboys. Um, that's going to be kind of an uphill battle. Obviously, we know how strong the Rams have been all season long, uh, and the Cowboys though. But they're they're getting it done very scrappily towards the uh, towards the end of the season here, and uh, proving um, that at the very least they're going to be a, a team to look out for the next couple of years if they can get uh, some additional pieces to really bolster uh, that already talented offensive uh, play that they have. Uh, on the other side, obviously, you got the Eagles and you got the Saints. Um, very well could have been the uh, the NFC uh, <laughs> NFC matchup last year if it wasn't for Diggs uh, catching a, a great pass uh, to send the Saints home uh, at the uh, the U.S. Bank Stadium and the the Eagles uh, you know again snuck out today and then trying to uh, you know drive to repeat as uh, NFL champions so it, it, those are some pretty good matchups. You know, I, I didn't touch on it because I, I think one that a lot of people are going to be watching are, you know, the the Chiefs and Colts. Uh, you got Pat Mahomes, who is, I think, a shoo-in for the MVP. Uh, that 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 defense is horrendous, in my opinion. Uh, the offense is is very 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 lethal, even with the uh, with the the absence of their now estranged running back. You know, but uh, for for somebody who can sling the ball where literally ever he wants to go, uh, it's it's always a situation. We're gonna give Elijah another shot here. Elijah, you with us, sir? Let's see. That is not good, man. I am a little frustrated with the uh, this service at this time, and of course this would occur, and that just makes me want to say, Aaron. Yeah, that's that's just how we have to go down today. Um, you know, oh, I hear something. E, I heard I heard a bump in the night. Nope, must have uh, just been the remote, the remote dropping in there or something. <laughs> could have been, could have been something special. Um, you know, but uh, again, you know, you you've seen a lot of talent uh, up and down that uh, that Chiefs team. They've won some very good games. Uh, they've lost some close games also. You know, they, they, they lost a heartbreaker to the Chargers. You know, they had another close game uh, towards the end of the year uh, against the Seahawks. They, you know, they did beat the Ravens. They had a ridiculous game against the Rams, the highest scoring game, I think, in NFL history. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what, what potentially can occur, you know, if that game maybe is uh, was the, the preview that we're all hoping for. 
And then, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite the situation as far as that goes that, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes finds himself in um, being a young, uh, young quarterback. Um, you know, they tell you to act like you've been there before, but kids never been there before. So we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Chiefs, uh, Andrew Luck, obviously, you know, driving to, uh, to make things happen. Uh, do the, do the Colts have enough depth to, to make that, um, to make that occur as far as uh, it goes? Can they, can they be the team that, that gets it done? Uh, you know, with, with, with still a, a roster of, of guys that can just kind of get it done, you know, maybe that bend, but don't break if they get, if they get lucky on that. And then on the opposite side, you know, you're, you, again, they're going to be facing, you know, a legendary quarterback in, in, in Tom Brady. I mean, what, what do you do? What do you do against a Belichick game plan? How do you, how do you prepare for that on what is potentially one of the most, uh, you know, hostile environments you can play in, in Foxborough for the playoffs? Uh, you know, I'm going to go to one more early commercial here and hopefully we can get uh, this sorted out with Elijah and then uh, do a quick, uh, maybe a reboot on my end and then we'll really get this popping. Uh, I really want to have some good, fine, good fun, get some good talks. And then remember, we are live too. So if the phone, uh, phones are working, you can call in at 347-857-1060. That's uh, 347-850-1060. Thank you. Most people... We consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Hey, Alex Mello here, one half of the pop culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office, run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to The Pop Culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media or search strong style media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong style media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy, Dub. One half of standing eight count radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look at the local Minneapolis Minnesota boxing team? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the science. 
if you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's Ascending Account Radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are a conglomerate. situations that we're having occur uh trying to get uh, elijah to get in on this um but uh we know ryan is in japan right now actually did go to see uh the the show and yo obviously in rapungi 3k uh you know do some do some work at the the wrestle kingdom 13 uh so you know uh hopefully ryan uh let's see i don't even know what time it is uh I don't even know what time it is uh, in Japan right now, but I, hopefully he's having a good time. Uh, as as I know he is, I think he's seen like six or seven wrestling shows at this point, so he's definitely in his element there. Um, speaking of being in their element, uh, you know, obviously we, we got the college football playoff. The four teams were in. You had Oklahoma. You had Clemson. You had Notre Dame. You had Alabama. Uh, you know, and I, Things happen as they always do, and we have the Clemson Tigers meeting uh, the Alabama Crimson Time for the fourth time in as many years uh, for this college football playoff. You know, Nick Saban versus Debo again, uh, guys that obviously know how to game plan. Uh, you know, the upper hand does go to Alabama at this point, and uh, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna see where this game goes. Uh, you know, I looked at the games as far as uh, I watched both the preliminary games and. And, and Alabama did what Alabama does. Uh, Oklahoma tried to score some points, but they just they don't have they don't have the defense to stop um, stop Alabama, and they they certainly don't have the the offense that can that can just break them um, as much as uh, as much as you know Oklahoma wished to make that happen. Uh, Clemson, on the other hand, uh, manhandled my Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Um, I I was very disappointed watching that game. I turned off my phone. Um, I was, uh, I, I was joking around with Ryan and, and Jen is a, a Clemson fan. And I said, uh, I'm going to go there just to, just to watch the tears flow as my Notre Dame fighting Irish, uh, handled business. And they got wrecked. Um, they looked completely outclassed on every level of the game. Um, Clemson came ready to play and, uh, they, they, they did it. they, they just they made things happen that I I didn't think I, I kind of overlooked them. I was like, you know, Notre Dame played a, a solid schedule. A lot of people saying they didn't deserve to be there. Um, you know, you have a lot of Ohio State fans who are kind of uh, uh, kind of discussing their 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 potential to be in there or, or should should they have been in there. Um, 
you know, being, being the avid fan that I am, I'm still going to say that the playoff needs to be eight teams. Um, one, because we can potentially get, uh, you know, some better action, uh, you know, throughout the whole, the whole process rather than, you know, two games of, uh, of, of these matchups that happen like this. And we're going to give another shot to Elijah and see what happens here. Elijah, tell me I can hear your beautiful voice. What up? Oh, my God. There it is. There it is. We got Elijah in the house, everybody. We might backtrack a little bit on some of those, uh, those playoffs. But, uh, Elijah, welcome to the first sportscast of New Year, sir. Woo-woo. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> I must say, I, it's I'm, been a I'm... while since I've been on the radio. Yeah, you, you and me both, my friend. You and me both. Ryan's been carrying the torch as I've transitioned to a few uh, regular jobs there as far as it goes, but uh, we're here. We're here right now. Um, just briefly discussing uh, Clemson, Alabama. Obviously, the, the college football playoff championship is tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Uh, it's the fourth time in four years. Before we get into any sort of picks, did you watch the preliminary games? Did you watch uh, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Alabama, Oklahoma? I was able to check out some of the games, but um, you just you can just see the difference in class between the SEC and you know other conferences in college football. It's crazy to me. You know, you know absolutely. I, I, f- I figured it was gonna uh, be it was gonna be Clemson and Alabama again, just because. Like honestly, I think the only team that maybe could have stuck with Alabama or Clemson is probably Ohio state, but you know, they didn't make it to the playoff or whatever. So, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of what I was touching on, uh, right before, right before we actually got you connected. Um, you know, the, the playoff committee, a lot of people, you know, and and my boys got destroyed by Clemson. I, I wholeheartedly admit that. Um, a lot of people saying they didn't deserve to be there because they didn't play in a conference championship but they did face 12 FBS teams or what used to be the FBS uh, and, uh, and, and beat them all, you know, on the road at home on neutral sites, ranked unranked. They beat them all. Uh, do, do you, do you, would you really make a case? Uh, would you be a person to make the case for Notre Dame to be out, but uh, Ohio state to be in? No. I mean, just because they did beat 12 FBS teams, not Ohio state did lose. Now, does that mean I think, Notre Dame is a better team than Ohio State? No, but Ohio State had one week where they didn't come to play, and it it cost them. And Notre Dame got through the season without any any hiccups. So, I mean, they deserve to be in the playoff. Good man. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. I still make uh, I still contend that the, you know they they need to expand it. They need to go to at least eight teams. Um, you know, and uh, and really and really really benefit from from the rich talent that you do have. And then somebody, granted, they did get beat uh, this year. There'll be they'll not be hanging a, another faux national championship banner in Central Florida. Um, but you know, somebody like that can get in the playoff off the merit of their their grant uh, their at large aspect of their uh, their schedule. Um, Ohio State could get in, and, and 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 we could see them. You know, yeah, bounce back from that one loss late. Or, or Georgia bounce back, you know, depending on how they, they really work that, that eighth, uh, that eighth seed. But I do, I do think they should expand at this point or, or coming soon. What, what do you think on that note itself? Yeah, they need to expand it. Um, 
there's lots of teams that, you know, deserve to be in there and, you know, they have a bad week and it pretty much almost eliminates them from the playoff. So like I said, with Ohio state, you really can't make a case for them over Notre Dame. But if the, if there was eight spots, they would have been one of the eight teams and they might've been in the national championship game. So, so it definitely needs to be, needs to be expanded to eight in my opinion. Yeah, eight. I think eight's the magic number. I don't. I don't think you need more. You need. You don't need less. No. Um, you know, and and that makes that that fight to be in the top ten to to make some relevant schedule to to win those big games, uh, to be that that be in that spotlight. I think it makes it all the more important. Um, go especially going into those late fall games where you know either the the division championship's going to be uh, settled or or. Um, you know, some of those big rivalry games where they really each, then they really do matter to sneak into that, that six, seven, eight spot could be huge. And, and that could be awesome. You know, like you said, any, any given Saturday or any given day at this point, when they play those extra games, you know, something, uh, something special can happen. Um, but getting down to the brass tacks of it, we got Saban, we got Sweeney, we got him for the for, for the fourth year in a row. Um, how do you think this one shapes up? Uh, as we go into the game tomorrow at seven o'clock, <sighs> man, I think Alabama's gonna win, and I think it's gonna be probably a close game for most of it. And then probably in the second half, they're probably gonna pull away. It's just Alabama's got a much better quarterback than they've ever had in years. I mean, I don't even know when the last time they had like a really good non-game manager quarterback and they have Tua and he's he's definitely the most talented quarterback they've had in a while and another thing is Clemson doesn't have Deshaun Watson anymore <laughs> so <laughs> Deshaun, Watson. Uh, Deshaun so, Watson obviously sent home early this weekend but uh but Deshaun yeah. Watson is the Alabama killer <laughs> so I like they don't have him anymore and I just I think Alabama is a superior team, so they'll win. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to agree with you, and, and, and I'm going to echo that out. I just I think Clemson does have some great talent on that team, um, but just like you kind of echoed, not only not only did they have Tua, you know, at the helm, um, but we saw the 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 reverse happen to what happened last year, where he came off the bench over Jalen Hurts. Well, we we saw what happens when Tua went down and Hurts went back in and uh, and handled business uh, as he should. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and, and did that as well. I'm, I'm intrigued again, cause we're, you know, again, we're going to have them, um, we're going to have them going, uh, going again this year. Dave Sweeney's got a chance to, to literally, uh, at this point, etch his name in a, in a legacy. Um, and, uh, and, and it's truly something special. I, 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 I'm, I'm as much as I'm fed up with this matchup, I, I do appreciate the the chess that occurs with um, with both of these teams. Uh, you know, neither one of them uh, neither one of them truly overpowering than the other. You know, the twenty four six game uh, last year was kind of an anomaly. Previously than that, I think it was what forty five forty the first year, and then thirty five thirty one the second year. So um, I think when the championships on the line, like those first years. Um, the, uh, the, the game is completely different, uh, and it's going to be, it's going to be an amazing one, um, 
I think it's going to be a good game and live up to the hype. I, I do think Alabama is going to come out on top, but Dabo's got a chance to literally, literally put his name up there as being a guy that beats Clemson and beats, uh, beats Saban's team, uh, you know, in the big game. Uh, looks like we got another caller on the air, so we're gonna we're gonna bring him in here. I have a feeling I know what we're gonna get into, and, and maybe we'll maybe backtrack into some of those NFLs since I went over the scores and we got our problems uh, iced out here. So let's let's bring him in, see what we got. Six one two area code, you are on the air. What's going on? So where does Urban Meyer's legacy um, kind of be in the fold? Since you know he kind of goes on top with Ohio State, but of course him stepping down. Um, you know, kind of in the landscape of college coaches, where, where do you kind of see Urban Meyer on that? Oh, great question. You know, great question. Yeah, they did come out on top um, uh, over Washington in the Rose Bowl there. Uh, he gets to go out with a W. You know, the thing is, we've seen it before. We've seen him, uh, we've seen him pseudo-retire uh, in Florida. Then he took the, the analyst job for ESPN for a little bit, but somehow he found himself back in the landscape of college football as a coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, jury's still out. He's a young guy. I know he's dealing with uh, the, the health issues, and, and, and I'm curious to see if that's, that's something that will actually keep him out or if he's going to go back to the analyst position. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's uh, – man, that's a tough one. Do I put him in the, in the, in the, 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 the Nick Saban category? Definitely not. Um, I don't even know if I put him in like the, the Spurrier or the uh, God, uh, who is Florida State's longtime ball coach there. Uh, is Lou Holtz kind of on your, your spot too? You got you know, I, kind of honestly, on that, that I think he might be Lou Holtz. Uh, Notre Dame early with Jordan. Yeah, you know, he, uh, he, you know, it's funny. It's a guy who's moved around, who's had success. So, you know, yeah, I, I think he could probably be definitely in that. I guess I mean, South like Carolina, that, he did a hell of a job turning that program around for sure. Yeah, and he even had good success here in Minnesota before, before bouncing out. So, I mean, um, you know, I'm not going to get mad at it. Yeah, I'm going to say he's a great coach. He's, he's one that deserves, he's got, he's got the accolades. He's done it in two programs. He's, he's, he's made it work. Does he have his... Uh, his issues also as far as character goes, I, I think that's something that, that's, you know, unfortunately besmirched him a little bit. Um, but, you know, I, I obviously wish him a great recovery. And, uh, and you know, I think, I think he was a solid analyst too, so I hope we do see him on ESPN again because, yeah, I, I think Urban Meyer's uh, overall a good – he's a good coach. He's, a, he's a, good, a, a good coach who's got the job done twice, uh, three yeah. times I think actually, so with two different schools. So yeah, and he had great success in Utah. I got, I got no problem. No, you know what? I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna give him a nod. Yeah, he's probably in in our generation, our generation maybe a top five coach, top ten for sure. Like I've been a Bob Stoops guy, you know, the, the kind of Oklahoma, kind of in the you know the '90s, early 2000s. That was a really great school, um, you know. But of course, he, I mean, Urban Meyer has a few more national championships that that will probably give him the edge, right? Yeah, Stoops, yeah, absolutely, I, I would give him the edge. Stoops had a lot of games where he he, uh, he kind of choked them back. I mean, Stoops was also, the I believe, the coach at the time when, when Boise State suddenly became, a, I'm going to call yep. him a mid-major, you know. So, um, you know, some of that unpreparedness or that, 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 that aspect that he was missing there. Obviously, Stoops, though, uh, a great coach in his own right, too, has a, has a good, good coaching tree as far as that goes. Um, Elijah, what do you what do you think about uh, Urban Meyer and his legacy? Oh, I think he's one of, one of the top, if not the top coach of his era. 
I mean, I don't know if you, I mean, obviously, I don't know, you know, Saban seems like he's been around for much longer. I could be wrong on that, but like just of the past, like five to 10 years, he's got to be like up there with Saban. I mean, he's got three national titles. He's, you know, taken Utah. He got Utah good. Uh, Florida, when he came in there, he, you know, kind of brought them back up again. And he's he maintained Ohio State and got them in – huh? So the power of Tebow, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the, power, the, the power of Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, um, yeah. Percy Harvin. Wow, talk about two total uh, opposite ends of the spectrum, by the way, with those two players. Dude, yeah. that that the Florida team that Florida teams that he had were 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 stacked like just crazy. I but, uh, does do you guys think I, that possibly? He's I mean, twelve and crazy. Three, he's too. twelve and three in bowl games. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is true. He, he's always had a work losses for his entire career. Wow. Uh, I have to just point out real quick here, uh, Nick Saban. Uh, been coaching since 1990 in uh, with Toledo, where where he started off with a nine and two record. Um, he left uh, when he left Michigan State. It was a nine and two record after his fifth year um, of you know he got it got it done when he got the the talent in. Uh, his career win percentage is 792. He's 237 and uh, two, 237 62, and he's got one tie on the record. I'm gonna pull up Urban Meyer right now just because. Yeah, um, now. Hey, Jordan, don't try to throw that to the Washington football team, by the way. He's 187-32. Yeah. Urban that, that, 87, yeah, impeccable record. You know, like you said, got it done with. And both of them, oddly enough, starting in the MAC there, you know, Bowling Green and, and Toledo there. Kind of a kind of an yeah. interesting situation. They're all Ohio guys, by the way. Like Urban Meyer yeah. and Stoops are from Ohio. I mean, yeah. does that then transition, you know, the opening in the, on Ohio State? I'm not sure if they have a head coach locked down or whatnot. What if, I mean, Soups, I know, has the health issues and whatnot. You know, it's obviously a long shot, but wouldn't that be crazy if he somehow coached Ohio oh. State? You know, just like, man, I got a few years left. Oh, they would or, get jacked, dude. You... I, I, I would I would approve of that move. I, I would I would be fine cheering for Ohio State. A, a Stoops coached Ohio State. I like it. <laughs> what um do you think, uh, Elijah, do you think Urban Meyer um, might have – what it takes to possibly succeed in the NFL? Do you see that in his future? You know, maybe after a year or two back on ESPN. I don't know, man. Like the NFL is such a grind. I mean, college, you know, you have to recruit and stuff. You know, but NFL, like, is such a grind. And like with his health issues, I don't even know if he would even want to even go to the NFL. Yeah. Because NFL has it's been known to like NFL has been known to kill kill coaches hmm. because of like how the, the lack of sleep they get, the hours they work, how stressful their job is. Like a lot of like NFL yeah, coaches like have uh, health problems. The grind was definitely with the uh, kickers coach on the bears this, uh, this evening. Quote unquote. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was just going to, uh, that, that gives us the perfect transition to go back, uh, back to the NFL. <laughs> I got both you gentlemen joining us tonight. Uh, thank you, Alex, for calling in. Thank you, Elijah, for being a part of the show tonight. Um, you know, we're going <laughs> to, he got to touch base. 
obviously I, I, I put it even in the, in the notes here. I think uh, the, the literal quote that I put is, uh, <laughs> is uh, let's see, uh, someone on the Strong Style media team who's not in a very good mood. Why don't you tell us how you're feeling tonight, Mello? <laughs> um, it, it's weird. Like, I'm bummed. Like, I totally get it. I totally get 1998 now. Granted, this was a wild card game. Um, but it, it hit me right in the heart. Um, no, but it's, it's just, uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm also like happy and grateful that we had this season, you know, to go 12 and four to beat, you know, the three teams over 500, the Vikings being two of those wins. Um, but no, just kidding, kidding. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy year. I mean, you can't help but be happy. Um, you know, I even asked myself, I always, you know, every year it's just like, well, is it, better to get knocked out early or not make the playoffs at all. And I'm like, no, the the city definitely needed this, you know, with, you know, kind of how the Cubs game, you know, kind of going out in the wild card too, the Sox being trash, the Hawks being trash, the Bulls being trash. You know, this was definitely nice to see the monsters of the midway, you know, kind of over uh, overtake the city. You know, Khalil Mack, you know, that's a great, great centerpiece for the whole team. Um, the only thing I'm a little livid about is, you know, kind of on that final drive, you get, you know, that, that pass to get them in, in great kicking range. And I'm yelling at my TV, like, get to the line, spike the ball, save that timeout. Like, don't use that timeout now when there's, like, 33 seconds. Like, spike the ball. You have time. You have a possibility of three plays before the field goal. Save it, save it. Well, they did not, as we saw, they took the timeout to kind of rush some offense just to kind of get that you knew they were going to ice it, you know, as well. So I was like, ah, maybe you save it in your pocket just in case for that. But, um, again, a great year, you know, for the Bears. Trubisky, you know, minus, you know, this injury. Hopefully it's not something that lasts, you know, into the off season. Hopefully it's, you know, something healed within a few months here, um, mm-hmm. something that doesn't nag. But, uh, yeah, I, I could not be happier. Great tandem uh, in the backfield. Some good, uh, good receivers. And, hey, there's always next Got- year. So, that's the best thing about Chicago. That's that's absolutely right. Uh, speaking of injuries and next years and how uh, maybe coming back from some great things here, uh, you know, you said uh, earlier, Elijah, no Deshaun Watson. Well, that's because he plays for the Houston Texans, and they played against the Colts, uh, and they had him at home. Uh, but uh, we see, obviously, the resurgence of one uh, one Andrew Luck. Uh, what do you guys feel, uh, you know, Elijah, what do you feel about the uh, the comeback for, uh, for, for Luck this year and, and the success that they've had? Well... I think it's uh, it was highly very unlikely to me after watching Andrew Luck earlier this year at the beginning of the year and seeing them bring in Jacoby Brissett to throw a hail mary when Andrew Luck was known to have a strong arm and like his he just he looked he didn't look very good at the beginning of the year but once he kind of found his stride he played much better and it's good to see him come back because. He's uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the league and a good guy, and I've always kind of liked him. And another thing you can't you can't discount is the Colts' defense. I mean, they they drafted really well. They have two of the top rookies on their defense. One of their linebackers, one of their rookie linebackers, I forgot what his name is, but he leads. I believe he leads the NFL, led the NFL in tackles this year. And <laughs> you know they just. Their offensive line's got to be one of the best offensive lines in football, which is was a huge problem for them and was contributing to Andrew Luck having not so great health, you know. And they yeah. fixed that, and you know, look what happens. Then not then they have Marlon Mack stepping up, 
You know, yeah. they've huge. They've draft. They've drafted well, and it's and it's starting to show. Uh, I think uh, I think we got an international call here. Uh, we're we're gonna bring this one in real quick and uh, maybe see what's going on. Uh, name's Angry Bob Saget. Let's let's let him say hello to the family. You know, I don't I don't appreciate trying to sit here peacefully in a hotel room and have to hear digs about the Vikings. When, uh, <laughs> do you remember the movie Half Baked uh, when Dave Chappelle was talking about uh, his addiction and Bob Saget got up and said, you did that for blank. Why well, used to do blank for blank, uh, which I won't say <laughs> over the radio. Well, um, uh, you guys missed kicks for wildcard games. We used to make kicks. We missed kicks for Super Bowls. So <laughs> I, I'll need to hear this. And furthermore, All right, we win a Super Bowl, though. That's okay. that's why, that's, it's, excuse me. Excuse me, I'm 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 not finished. Um, <laughs> for all the times you defeated the Vikings this year, that's how many times you hit that upright. So you deserve to lose. Now we can both be home salty. Uh, thank you very much. I don't oh appreciate God. this. Oh my God, oh, that's the bear getting put out in the pasture. Ryan, thank you for joining us tonight, sir. I, I hope you're having a good time in the land of the rising sun. Yeah. Um, you're and gonna wait, have to... and, and just just one more thing, Alex. I was totally going to try to get you a nice Aussie open t-shirt and photo op and a greeting card and a handshake. A photo op? I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could. <laughs> Maybe not a handshake. That sounds terrible. That, that could have came off. Let me just, let me just start over something? here. Let me oh, man. How many Sephora's <laughs> are you on, good sir? It's, it's uh, noon. Oh, none yet. Uh, none yet. Check this out. We get you get to bring food and beverages into the Tokyo Dome and Corican if you want. Oh my God! You get to bring well, your own you stuff. You better bring in like a fifth That's of tight. something. Four loco, four loco. The Japanese equivalent of four loco. I, I also uh, sent uh, Eliza a message that uh, in the the national championship game, Trevor Lawrence is going to win, and then he's going to go to the opposing team's uh, cheerleader section. And we're going to just uh, not be able to see what's going to happen as he pulls his surfer boy hair out of that helmet. And it's game over for Alabama. Uh, also, <laughs> Notre Dame was just too slow, Jordan. That was their you're, only problem. Right. Absolutely right, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate problem. it. And, yeah, and, uh, and, and uh, also, uh, shout out to our guy, Jimmy Havoc, who, uh, who, who said something back to us on uh, good old Twitter. Um, I'd like yeah. to say that even though we're not going to be able to see June Kasai at the Fight Club Pro Show tonight, um, we instead are getting Drew Parker, Jimmy Hack, Ricky Shane Page, and Death House 3 with June Kasai being replaced by the crazy one himself, Masashi Takeda, one of my wrestlers oh my of the God. year. You get to see him twice? That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Takeda is so nice, we got to see him twice. So I'm guessing he's nice. going to pull is up that gonna be better giant. than New Year's Dash? Those two matches with Takeda? <laughs> Ah, probably. If he pulls out another giant machete-looking thing and begins to Irish whip people <laughs> and splice them on the way back, uh, this could be a wild ride. I hope uh, there's not obviously... too much blood in the ring so Aussie Open slips and breaks their ankles. Um, and we get to see Miko Satomura <laughs> oh, man. And, and Akira Tozawa back in Japan. That's awesome. Thank you. I, uh, I'm That's totally great. stoked. I'm sure you're going to have an awesome rundown of everything that you've seen, uh, probably on a, a special edition of uh, WrestleCast Radio. Am, am I assuming right, uh, you know, as far as that goes, Ryan? 
Oh, of course, of course. I gotta, I gotta bring on, get grab Alex and talk wrestling since we've been doing a couple of weeks now because there's just so much we've dived into that uh, I, I have decided that I need to resubscribe to All Japan because those might have been yeah. the best two shows of the weekend. Awesome. And that that pro wrestling Noah show we saw yesterday with uh, Kano and uh, Kaido Kiyomiya, man. I thought there was enough wrestling I had to watch, but I'm going to let you guys rock and roll. I just hey, had to Ryan. call and complain. Hey, Ryan, don't forget, yep. uh, we, we got a Wrestle Kingdom uh, review tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. New Ryan, I got to tell you something. I got I to yeah, ask you. No, 9 a.m. Central Time is midnight for me. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> What's hey, I got I got to ask you if you heard this or not. So you know how you know how the Timberwolves uh, blew the Lakers out tonight. Yep, they fired Tibbs. Yeah, did you see that? They fired Tibbs after. <laughs> yeah, they're talking. They're bringing in uh, Fred Hoiberg. I've heard oh, that. Man. Been, I heard that. I heard that's overblown. Re-election. Nice. <laughs> oh I heard, man. I heard, I heard that's. I heard the Fred Hoiberg rumors are kind of overblown. Like it's a possibility, it. but it, it's not as. It's not as like. I guess set in stone how they're making it sound. I heard it's just he's like one of the guys they're looking at, but and they got to get but, a name out there right away to to, to go with the article because you got to have something to back up what you just did before people go. Well, what? Yeah, you did that, but then what the hell are you doing now? Well, I think We're most get fans that. of Minnesota are just rejoicing that Tibbs yeah. is gone. No matter <laughs> who's taking over for him or what, I think they're just they're Derek just Rose glad. is going to coach. I was going to say no, nobody's <laughs> celebrating more than Derek Rose's knees. <laughs> Man, Derek Rose, they come back player of the year, baby. And Andrew hey, Wiggins' attitude, hopefully. Oh, yeah. yeah you, you know, Wiggy going off tonight, too, which is uh, pretty impressive going yeah. into that. So I wonder if he had uh, maybe some insider information. He's like, I'm going to show out for uh, for whoever's coming in. <laughs> no, um, he plays one good game a year, and it's always against the Lakers. Me, Isaiah, and Alex saw it firsthand. Yep. Well, he put on yep. a career high and then put up like eight points the next four games. Well, let's not also forget that the the Lakers have three guys who might as well be in intensive care units right now. I I think we need to send them all flowers. (laughs) Wiggins Wiggins was auditioning with Magic to try to get on the team, and Magic just gave him the Kawhi Leonard (laughs) laugh and just said, don't tell me that. No. Oh, that's bad. All right, guys. The Wiggins hate is overblown. Like, people don't realize that. People don't realize that in Tom Thibodeau's system, like Tom Thibodeau is essentially trying to turn him into like a spot up three point shooter, yeah. and that's not his game. That's not his game at all. So I'll, hey, say, Ryan, I'll say this real quick. I'll give us a goodbye, Ryan. Before I get before I get out of here, uh, my only problem with Wiggins is he looks like Linus when he lost his blanket half the time out there, and you can't win a game when your confidence level is kicking rocks and, and very oh, bad. Man. People people put way too much stock into body language. Well, it's a, it, it's it a, shows it's a sports cliche. But anyway, it's an overrated sports cliche. Uh huh. Um, what's, what's not overrated is I'm going to see more wrestling, and we're going to go to the batty cages, play table tennis, and go bowling in the same mall that Cork and Hall is at because this building's amazing. So right. you uh, you have fun, and we're going to watch some more Oshii, the uh, cartoon butt detective that's on the nice. television. That's, so, that sounds what? good. Uh, give Zeke a hug for me, and then uh, make sure you have a good time. Watch some more of those game shows, and, and remember. Bye, Felicia. There yeah, we go. Hey. Hey, we gave him the bye, Felicia. I got, I got it done. Um, 
Ryan Cook joining us all the way from Japan, uh, where he should be eating a good lunch and apparently watching something called The Butt Detective, which sounds uh, sounds like something I used to watch on Spice uh, probably about 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> Could you actually see the picture, after though? After you ordered your music crazy. videos from the bot? <laughs> Uh, you know, Did you have yeah, to turn again, the channel, the channel two. We, we may or may not have had a good, a good fun cable box. That, that's all I'm gonna, gonna say. You got a scrambler um, box? I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying we may or may I, not I, have had. I had a scrambler. <laughs> I had a scrambler. I actually, I got a scrambler box. I got a scrambler box for my birthday one year. That's tight, <laughs> but ghetto stuff. Uh, it, it didn't I, last. It didn't last for very long. It got. It got. It got met, like fried. So. Uh, no good. You know, uh, obviously we got to. We touched on the Bears there. We touched on uh, the Colts. Um, you know, next weekend we get to see uh, again Philip Rivers against Tom Brady. Uh, I, I think. I think we're all cheering for Rivers at this point. Are we not? I'm not I cheering am. for anybody. I, I like to Vikings. see him win a ring. He's the last of that class to, you know, finally get a Super Bowl trophy. So yeah, I'm rooting for Rivers now. Him or Mahomes, yeah, I, but I'm I'm going for Rivers. Now, now, uh, yeah, exactly, and that's that's where I'm at. Now, honestly, I'm pretty much going to be cheering for anybody who's playing against the Patriots at this point because no, I can't see another. And it's not even that I'm anti-Patriot, but it's just oh. like I I like this Chargers team. Melvin Gordon, you know, hopefully, I mean. Just running, you know, touchdowns like it was nothing. Even if they were getting called back, he was going ham, uh, you know, especially mm. after being out uh, for a couple of weeks. But, um, no, I'm I'm all for the Chargers. Uh, that'd be a nice uh, victory. And, yeah, go Chargers. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I'm I, Again, I, I'm, I'm definitely cheering for them on that one. Also, you got to love uh, – I, I like Joey Bosa. Definitely plays, uh, plays really well. Uh, you know, Antonio Gates still on the roster, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I well, would like to see reason, him. Though, I mean, get, get that team a ring. Get that yeah. man a ring. I mean, him yeah. and Rivers let, let, need it. LP, yeah. give him an honorary one. That whole freaking team back in the day, that'd be tight. Yeah, let, let's do it. Let's 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 win. A rivers a rivers runs through it. Um, you know, so yeah, that's that's where I'm on on that one. Uh, Cowboys are are they the are they the biggest surprise team as far as in the playoffs right now? Um, judging from that face mask, um, no, I, I wouldn't say surprise. I think it was kind of weird that, you know, you have Garrett jumping up and down like, hooray, I finally get, you know, into the second round. That was kind of like, eh, I, I don't know. It's just potential wise. I mean, I, I will say, uh, you know, Prescott looks really good. I will say finally, I was like, okay, he's in that zone. He's, you know, he's making a name for himself on a bigger stage now, you know, with the playoffs starting. So um, I'm happy they knocked out Seattle. I'm not a Seattle guy whatsoever. So, you know, a part of me was like, okay. Um, but, you know, I'm more so rooting for an AFC team. But I would say out of surprises, um, whew, I don't know. Um, I mean, I would say the Colts for sure. But, I mean, like we alluded to earlier, Houston's just kind of known – for kind of uh, choking when it comes to the playoffs, it seems. Yeah, uh, the Rams, Chiefs. Uh, is that going to be our? Is that going to be our Super Bowl? No, Eliza. What no. do you think? I don't think the Chiefs' defense is good enough to carry him to the Super Bowl. And Patrick Mahomes is amazing, but things kind of change 
in the playoffs. You know. Do we think Saints Chargers or Saints Pats? Breeze versus Brady. You know what? I've got the Chargers are. Chargers could. I think the Chargers could make it out of the AFC. They. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been building that roster for a while, and it's finally all starting to kind of come together. And I think overall they have a better roster than the Patriots. So, I mean, it's tough, but it's always hard to to go against Belichick and Brady because you, you think they're done, and they end up winning it all, and you're like, oh, I thought they were done this year. They are, it look like they're on the downside, and then they just kind of pull it together, turn on the switch. But, you know, I guess if I had to guess, or if I'm going to make a guess, I'm going to say it's going to be the Chargers and the Rams. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to, to see how that rolls out. Uh, Alex, I think, uh, I think your time is up with us tonight. Uh, anything you want, to, you want to chime in on? Last, uh, last word for you before you head off? I guess not. Uh, <laughs> that he's like, sense. ask me the question. He's out, <laughs> right? Uh, let's see. We'll, we'll we'll just we'll just give him a we'll give him a premature. Uh, we'll give him one of these ones, and then uh, bye, Felicia. Next to his name, there it is. Boom. Bye, Felicia. Uh, <laughs> so so thank you, Alex Mello, for joining us tonight as well. Uh, pretty pretty good stuff from him. Uh, you know, I, I was just looking looking at those scores, and I know I asked the question a little prematurely without talking about the Saints game there as far as that goes. But uh, if the Rams and the Saints meet in the NFC Championship game, and then hypothetically if the Rams and Chiefs meet in the championship game, you know the both of those games combined for over, uh, what, 80 points each? Obviously 105 yeah. for the – I mean, where – where is the defense going to be for either one of these games if that occurs? Like, what, what, what do you think it's a clamp down where you see that difference in the in the in the playoffs that you in comparison to the regular season, or do you think uh, it's going to be another shootout between um, all these quarterbacks that that obviously can then chuck the ball? Well, it's going to probably be a shootout, but it's going to come down to you know whose defense can make make the stop that they need to make, and I just I have more confidence in the Rams defense doing that, you know, in the, or the Chargers defense doing that, than the Chiefs or the Patriots even, because the Patriots defense has kind of been pretty lackluster this year. So, yeah. I think the so, Chargers are probably the best. I think the Chargers are now probably the best defensive team in the playoffs. The Rams defense was pretty good, but I don't know. They kind of started to – you know, show signs of vulnerability. Uh, you know, the Bears' defense was tremendous, but they're no longer in the playoffs. So, you know, which you is kind of like I'm. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, you know, the, you know, like a lot of people were touting that Rams' defense early on, but man, I, I look at all these games, and man, they they give up they give up them points, man. They you know, uh, they gave up what twenty three to the Chargers early in the year, thirty one to the Vikings. Uh, they they dang near lost to the Broncos, 31 to the Seahawks, uh, 27 to the Packers, 31 to the Seahawks. They give up a lot of points, 51, 45. I mean, they they give yeah. up a lot of points. They gave up 32 their points def- to the Niners in that last game. <laughs> I mean, their defense was was kind of vulnerable, but they did play a decent stretch of the year without Peters and Tlaib. You know, but mm. yeah, Peters Tlaib, has been Tlaib. known. To, Peters been known. Peters has been known 
you know, he gets a lot of interceptions, but he does give up a lot of catches and a lot of touchdowns because he kind of gambles a lot. So yeah, the, the old Deion Sanders, you know. Um, that, the you know, the thing is, though, Deion didn't give up touchdowns. <laughs> well, that, that's because if if he uh, if they did catch and, and, and blow it out, uh, he, he was uh, he was well off the screen before. Uh, uh, before trying to make that uh, uh, supposed last tackle, um, let's go to the third break. You know, we'll we'll discuss some more in detail. Maybe some of that Timberwolves fire action. Um, also, since obviously you're our you're our boxing and fight head, uh, I want to talk a little bit of that Mayweather fight in Japan. Uh, it was a short we one. We really have to talk uh, about that. I, I, I got to get your thoughts, man. I got to get your thoughts. So so let's go to the the random WrestleCast radio commercial that's lined up here. Um, we'll see if maybe we can get some uh, some sweet Okada music in here. I don't know what uh, Ryan has queued up from the last show. So, so I'm going to hit soldier. that play button. Bone soldier. Let's go. Sick of doing those big leagues? Let's try doing one-day fantasy over at DraftKings.com. The guys over at DraftKings set up your boys up at Strong Style Media with our own promo code. Go on to DraftKings.com. Sign up today. Make your first deposit. Put in promo code STRONGSTYLE, and you'll get a bonus. It's that simple. Join in. Play some games. Have some fun. Week one's coming. August 2nd. Can't wait. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, boxing, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio fan of pro wrestling like we are we got you covered from wwe new japan ring of honor impact lucha underground all japan and more we're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling heck we're even giving you people from the okadas and omega we're even talking the bone soldiers and enzo amores sorry daniel we'll stick to guys like this Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Account Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Account Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com 
Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, Search Bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate. Sportscast Radio back for the uh, first show of the 2019 year. Um, Sands Ryan Cook tonight, but I'm joined by Elijah McNeil. Uh, obviously, we went over some of the wild card, the college football preview, some of the legacy of coaches. Um, you know, we touched on it earlier with uh, with the guys on the, in the chat here. Uh, Timberwolves fire Thibodeau even after shellacking uh, the the Lakers by 22 at home. Um, seem to be heading towards that 500 record to maybe creep them into the uh, creep them into the playoffs again. Uh, Elijah, what are, what are the expectations at this point going? forward you know they, they can the coach what do you think at this point is the the goal for the season for the wolves uh, trying to at least finish for, um 500 maybe hopefully sneak in the last playoff spot i doubt that'll happen but you know as long as they can finish 500 and kind of have some kind of silver lining for this shit show of the season you know that's the best you can hope for in my what, opinion what what do you think is the bigger contributing factor? Do you think it was the, the personnel issues with Butler to start the season? Or do you think that's just the coach not having it to begin with? What, who, who, where do you think this blame truly falls so far for this season then? I think it's a mixture of, of a lot of things. I think some of the blame has to go to Butler, you know, not kind of getting along with the younger players or being a little too, I guess, of an aggressive personality and – you know, the like Towns, Butler just there's something with Butler and big men that just doesn't really work out when they play together. Because you know Towns was off to a terrible start when Butler was in town, and like GMs and personnel people and scouts and stuff were saying that Town they were wondering how Towns regressed so bad, and that. They didn't really think he was the one of the better young players in the NBA now anymore. But now that Butler's left, he's been putting in work and been playing a lot better. Um, I think Thibodeau, his system that was in the his offensive and defensive system that was created in the Stone Ages, I think has a lot to do with it. I think his inflexibility as a coach to kind of adapt to the personalities and the styles of the players around him had a lot to do with it. I mean, you see how bad Wiggins has regret, regressed under Thibodeau. Thibodeau basically, in my opinion, tried to turn Wiggins into like a 3 and D guy, you know, a spot-up three-point shooter who plays defense on the wing when that's not really his game. His game is, you know, getting it out on the fast break, getting in the post, like posting up gar- other guards and stuff and, creating like that backdoor cuts stuff like that so Hmm. you know i think it's i think thibodeau and butler had a had a big part in this so and i was happy about butler 
coming here. I thought that would work out okay. I was kind of on the fence about Thibodeau. Like I would have rather had um, Jorger. Jorger was like my top choice. And when they hired Thibodeau, I'm like, eh, okay. I mean, they could they could have done worse. But boy, was I wrong. You know, I still uh, I still contend. Uh, last year in particular, uh, we'll we'll say we'll, we'll then we'll talk about the uh, the earlier turmoil stuff later in the year. Last year in particular, Butler was that team uh, before his injury. They were solidly in a playoff spot. Uh, then he went down, and things went down uh, without him. Uh, yeah. They limped into the playoffs, and uh, obviously, you know, it, that was a, a situation that I, I think was proven. Uh, when he was on the court, they were winning games, period. And and I thought it was very impressive. And that's, that's something that had me stoked about going into this year. So I'm wondering what occurred between then and and the summer or, or, or preseason that made things really unsavory. And that's, that's my question. Um, fast forward now, uh, you also had the reports that he's not happy with his role um, in the 76ers. So um, if it's a situation where he's trying to uh, – you know, uh, be a bigger boss on some of these younger players. You, you obviously, you know, um, potentially feuding with, uh, uh, you know, both the coach there as well as uh, Joel Embiid. And, and, and Embiid is not the passive person that uh, that Cat is. So, so we know we know that Embiid will will go for what's his. Um, somebody who's obviously struggled through injuries in the early part of his career, but obviously proven he is a baller. So, so. You know, it's, it's, I'm sure it's hard to see somebody come in and try and uh, try and maybe uh, skirt that, pull that rank early. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, I still want to say maybe a more, I, I do want to put it a lot on Thibs because I feel like even in um, Chicago, obviously he had the issues with maybe the, the, the team running him versus him running the team uh, short of just him giving everyone extra minutes when they're on the court, it seemed. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I think you're, you're exactly right. It would be a saving grace for the wolves to hit 500. Um, you know, they're sitting at 19 and 21 right now. There are three spots out of the, out of the playoff spot. And, and wouldn't you know, the Lakers are the eighth seed right now. Um, despite LeBron, uh, Rajon Rondo and, uh, God, it escapes me. Who's the third player on the, uh, the injury right now? Um, it's not Kuzma, is it? Uh, I believe I believe I believe it is. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those things where you know that that West does not get any easier. Again, it's one of those weird things where I get I still get perturbed every time I look at it. But you look at it right now, and the eighth seed in the East is under five hundred. Um, uh, the uh, seven seed is under five hundred, and I just I can't fathom it. It still blows my mind. Um, <laughs> to this day, how the East has not uh, strengthened up, especially with LeBron moving West and the shift of talent that has occurred to the East with the Kawhi Leonard. Granted, that one was a swap. Um, or you have, you know, uh, Giannis, or you got Embiid. You got, you know, I mean, there's so many strong teams, but they're they're almost top heavy. But at the same time, the five seeds, the Celtics, the 76ers, the Pacers, like these are all super good teams, super deep rosters. I just, I still can't fathom how teams under 500 are making the playoffs. Yeah, that's the East for you. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's been a it's been a trend. It's been a trend since Sam Mitchell was coaching the Toronto Raptors 
how long ago was that? Oh man, I, I feel like it's been damn near twenty years when I look at it. I mean, I think even when the Lakers were, uh, the Lakers were, you know, Kobe and Shaq. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I really do think it's been super deep at that point. Um, Cause weren't, but the yeah. Knicks, weren't the Knicks like a sub five hundred team going into the playoffs one year believe, when they made a run? I believe they were, and if not the Knicks, maybe even the Nets. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Um, you know, uh, speaking of ridiculous, uh, I know you, you you got a little cranky when I, I brought it up, but man, uh, boxing's live and well in Japan, uh, along with with Ryan. Uh, obviously, we saw Mayweather uh, take on a nice exhibition bout there. Obviously, doesn't technically count towards his record if it's an exhibition. There was nothing on the line. Uh, he had 25 pounds on his opponent, if I read that right. Uh, it went one round. What were what were your thoughts of the fight? Do you have like the cricket like sound sound bite? Oh, oh, let me see if I have crickets here. We could we could probably get that. Uh... Oh no, here here we'll throw this. Try. How how about that? Is that is that is that good for it? It was so bad that I don't even can't even say it's it was like I can't even put that much effort in to yell trash like that. It was so bad. Like so it's so bad it was so bad that all I have is silence. So so obviously you saw it and and, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of talk both um in the community, out of the community. Uh they're saying it was it was literally a sham. You know, the the guy just literally took a dive the entire way. Um Again, he gave up 25 pounds. I saw some of the, I, I saw the whole thing and the, and the whole slow mo bits, and it looked like Mayweather was actually tagging him, especially right in the in the temple there, as far as the stanky leg goes. Do, do you do you think it was a dive? Do you think there was some embellishment? What what do you think the situation was? I don't think it was a dive. I don't know if the I don't I don't I wonder if the guy knew that Mayweather was gonna fight like hit him as hard as he was. Like I don't I don't think it was a dive. I just think. It was a totally overmatched dude. Like, I I don't think I can't really because he tagged him. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like Sonny Liston Ali where you're like, oh, that's kind of questionable, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like he was tagging him, and I don't know if that guy was expecting it. Yeah, I, but, you know, I, the the surprise on his face, and and especially post fight where he just looked, he looked sad. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, he was he was getting tagged, and I think, and and granted, here you know, it's like uh, it's like playing uh, it's like playing twenty one with uh, you know, like if you or and I were to go out and play against some twelve year olds, you know, we're gonna we're gonna swat the ball over over place, and and they're really not gonna get anything up because just because of the height difference, you know what I mean? Like like when I, it was like like when like I played that. Ryan and Demptress, when I beat Ryan and Demptress <laughs> in twenty one, it was essentially it was two on one. <laughs> and they thought, I let him get all the way up to like 17 or 18 points. One of them had, and then I like, like pretty much scored the rest of the, scored the rest away until I had 21. That's funny. You know, but yeah, like that's how I felt. I felt like, I felt like he was a bully taking lunch money from the kid. And, uh, if the payday was right, it's exactly what he did. You know? Yeah. Um, Obviously, we know he's not going to, like, all the promo and, 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 and BS aside, he's not going to get in the ring with any MMA person on their level, period. He's not going to no. get in the octagon with, and I mean, granted, the payday would be huge. He might, he might if the money's right, 
but he's not going to get an octagon any anytime soon with McGregor or anybody of that ilk. He's not going to get in in a kickboxing match with this guy. So, you know, uh, yeah, it, it was what it was, and he it was. It was I got to be honest. There's a tiny piece of me that's like, ah, it's, it's cool to see him knock somebody out again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and and yeah, it, it was fine. Uh, however, uh, taking shots uh, taking shots at uh, Mayweather was one Manny Pacquiao who's got a, a pretty good fight coming up. Um, you know, uh, he said uh, six days ago from the New Year, uh, here is to an early New Year's resolution to continue to only fight experienced opponents who are my size or bigger. Uh, and that was on Twitter. Uh, do you like that shot against Mayweather? To, to Mayweather? Yeah, they're gonna fight again. I I have a feeling that Pacquiao and Mayweather are gonna fight again. Yeah, uh, Pacquiao Bronner coming up uh, soon. I believe they had uh, the the first episode of their All Access or their Access. Uh, uh, oh God, I don't even want to watch. I, I I don't even want to watch that. Like, <laughs> I know who you're cheering for at this point. Um, I'm, not know, but, uh... I'm not cheering for anybody. I'm not cheering for anyone. All right. I all just right, want to see. Right. I just want to see Broner get beat up. There you go. There you go. So you you have you're not cheering, but you have you have somebody that you you would rather see lose than the other person. Yeah. All right. All right. I I know you like to uh, socially choose your um choose your people, which is great because you also respect the greatness at the same time. So I know how that works. Um, Pacquiao Broner is uh, I think 14 days away. Um, that's going to be a, a the PBC uh, Showtime event, um, and uh, and that's that's one of many good cards coming up. Um, you know, between between obviously that one um, next weekend uh, we got uh, Jose who's got to give against Caleb Plant uh, for the IBF Super Middleweight. Uh, that Brandon. Yeah, that should be another good one. Uh, you got uh, Guillermo Rigandao against uh, Giovanni oh, Delgado. For, uh, for 10 rounds, do you, do you think he uh, takes a step back or do you think he's regressing again? What, what do you, you think is going to happen there? I don't really know much about the guy that he's fighting. I don't even know his record, but I, I figure my guess is it's a cream puff and Rigondeaux is going to look good. And they're going to be like, oh, he's back, he's back, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's my opinion on that. Like, I don't, I don't even care. Like after after uh, the performance that he put up against Lomachenko, I'm just kind of over Rigondeaux. I used to love him, but yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, against January 19th, again you got the the Showtime pay per view. You got Badu Jack against Marcus Brown for uh, for another uh, interim light heavyweight title. Uh, I know you and I both like Badu, uh, Badu Jack. I love Badu Jack. Badu, yeah, Badu, yeah, good, good stuff there. Um, that should be a good, good fight, and that's also, I believe, on that same card. So it should be pretty interesting for that, uh, for that Pacquiao card. Um, maybe the squad gets together for that one when, when if Ryan's back in town. I don't know if that's when his cruise is or not. Um, Mr. Jet Setter there, um, man, tra- traveling all over the world, man. Oh man, <laughs> tripping all over the world. <laughs> Um, any other fights you got you got uh, on your your calendar that you're you're kind of excited about coming up in the next maybe month or month or two before uh, before stuff comes back Man, PBC in the Twin I, Cities again? I've been so since I haven't been on the radio, I've been so just out of the loop unboxing, and I, I'm sh- I'm ashamed about it. So I couldn't even tell you right now, but once I start getting well, 
back on the radio and back into it again, I'll have, I'm sure I'll have lots of fights that I'm really looking forward to. Well, I'll give you some other calendar notes here. Uh, January 26th in New York, you got Keith Thurman against Josecito Lopez uh, for the WBA welterweight title. Josecito Lopez is still fighting. <laughs> you know, I think this is Thurman's uh, warm-up before we actually get the, the big one, right? Yeah, pro- I, I guess. Yikes. Um, I, I know a, a favorite between uh, uh, both uh, both Ryan and I, uh, and I think you like him as well. But you got uh, you got Takeshi Inoue against uh, Jamie Mungia for uh, for the WA Junior Middleweight Title. Uh, what do you think of that? Uh, January twenty sixth. Should be a brawl. Like I'm not a huge Mungia fan, just because I I think he's beating up on a bunch of guys who are like a lot smaller than he is. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's exciting, but I just, I think once he's kind of, once he gets in there with an opponent that belongs in there with him, he's going to get exposed and his lack of skill is going to really show, but it should be a fun fight. He always, you know, goes in there throwing bombs like nonstop. So it'll be entertaining. Uh, if, if only it was on, uh, if only it was on uh, HBO, uh, RIP, oh God, HBO I, boxing. Takesha, I was so sad. <laughs> I was so sad about that. Did you watch the uh, the last the last card on HBO? I think I did. What was it? Danny Jacobs and uh, Drevianchenko? No, no, that was the. Uh, it was actually the the Clarissa Shields uh, and um, it was the Clarissa Shields fight they actually closed out with. They're not closed out with, but. Uh, um, and there was a great there was a great uh, end piece as far as like kind of highlighting all the years of of HBO boxing and the you know the the De La Hoya years and the and the Roy Jones years and you know you know the Tyson years it was so good like uh, and um, let's see uh, was it a good you know, was it like a vignette yes it was it was like three and a half minutes long or something like that and okay. and Jim uh, Jim Lampley gave a great end end speech for it and he was super choked up. Um, you know, he was, he was definitely holding them back, um, as far as it goes. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, Kellerman, uh, he had no voice that night either. It was kind of, kind of ridiculous. Uh, like trying to listen to him even give any sort of, um, any sort of input on it, but, uh, you know, they, they definitely had a good nod to Roy Jones and, and, and he did too, for, you know, everything that, it, that both he's done for the sport and the sports done for him. Um, it was a really good vignette. I definitely suggest looking it up. Um, if you didn't get a chance to see um, see that, but also Clarissa Shields handled business again, and I, I contend, um, you know, speaking of women's boxing, as far as just touching on it, um, I, I really wish they would let them go less than 16 ounce gloves because I feel like she would probably knock out a lot of people if they had the options that some of these other fighters had um, or have when it comes to, to choice of glove. Um, and uh, just watching her fight, like she can throw, and and it's really weird that she's not. Um, getting just like a straight up, uh, but again, you don't technically see it often in women's boxing anyway, but just that, that good old fashioned, you know, somebody's eyes rolling back and, and hitting that button. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what yeah, what do you feel like? I guess just, just on that it alone, kind of, I guess. It is kind of weird to me. I think it's kind of unfair. You know, I think like also, you know, with girl with feet, with women's hockey, I think they should be allowed to check. I mean, you know, they're they should athletes. be able to, yeah, they're athletes. And when you put these rules on them, you're kind of telling them that, 
oh, we don't think this is safe for you because you're a woman. You're not, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do this. Like, you know, I think they should, they should be allowed to check or use like lighter gloves because it's a sport. Yep. It's a part of the spot, part of the heart of the, uh, part of the sport for sure. Um, speaking of women boxing, you got Hannah Gabriels against Sarah Dwyer um, on the 26th as well. 26, just a loaded night with the, uh, you know, the, the, just as far as all of it goes, Keith Thurman, um, uh, you know, you got the, the Hannah Gabriels, yeah, pretty good stuff there. Um, anything yeah. else that I see in January here? Um, uh, really made his comeback. Uh, actually, I think he's actually going to be in, uh, actually he's got a fight in January 26th against Adam Matei, a 10 rounds there as far as that goes. Um, and that, that's also on the 26th actually. So again, loaded on the 26th. The uh, Hebrew that, hammer. Yeah, man. He got wrecked last fight. I watched. I don't know. He actually won know. his last fight. Oh, did he win his last one? The, yeah, but the uh, but the fight before that, when he got exposed, he got wrecked. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he I, I remember it was not pretty for him at all. Um, no, he looked see. he looked limited. Uh, let's see what else you got. Yeah, you know, February starts off pretty uh, pretty decent. Also, um, you do got uh, uh, let's see, you got Alvarez Kovalev for a rematch there, as far as that goes. Um, Let's see. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, is it is it Tiafimo Lopez? Yeah, Tiafimo Tiafimo Lopez. Bad dude. The that dude's a phenom. Yeah, you were you were telling me about that, and you, I think you shared a couple of videos as well. I'm I'm intrigued at the guy. That's one I'm going to be looking out for. That one's going to be on ESPN actually, as far as that goes. So um, should be a pretty good stuff there. Um, a couple of vacant IBF lightweight title fights. Uh, Oscar Valdez, not uh, not bad. Um, Let's see. Uh, in London, you got Sergio Garcia versus Ted Cheeseman. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, February February starts off kind of kind of kind of lame early on, with with the exception of that first card on the second. Uh, the following week, you do got Gervonta Davis against uh, Abner Maris. That'll be pretty good. Oh, that's going in. Uh, I that's that's one fight that I didn't mention that I kind of was like uh, like when I was had that. Like, didn't know what was going on. Like, that is one fight that I'm looking forward to. That's going to be a great fight. Yeah, if, if Davis is Davis going to make him wait this time? He should. I mean, he was in he was uh, he was in shape for his last fight and looked really good his last fight. Yeah, yeah, you know, he did, he did. But obviously, you know, it's just one of those things where you, you have to wonder sometimes when he, when you when you slip once, what is it, are you going to slip again? Doesn't that sometimes happen to you in the back of your head? Like with some of these fighters, yeah. especially the ones that have a little more uh, bravado to them, like Javante Davis. Yeah, but this is a big. This is this is a big fight for him. Guys like like him usually slip against guys who are nowhere near as talented as they are, and they think mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy's nothing, you know, and that's when they get into trouble. But for like a big fight like this, I'm pretty sure he'll show up in shape and ready to go. Um, we do get uh, again in, in February. We get uh, we get a, another card, which is great. I'm so stoked. Minneapolis becoming a hub for boxing. Uh, Fox Sports One holding the card. Uh, the title fight is going to be Anthony Durrell against uh, Avni Idalom uh, uh, for the WC, uh, WBC super middleweight. Um, I think we might have to make an email or something out there for that one. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I got an email for it. I just checked my email. I got an email for it, but I don't know if I'll be able to make it work. Hmm. On my end, 
So yeah, I would like to be, I would like to be there. I'm gonna I want to get back to a another another card in Minneapolis. So yeah, because it, it well, looks I've, like it looks like there's gonna be a lot of them coming up now. Yeah, well, you got another one two months later. You got uh, Caleb Truax and Peter Quillen. Um, definitely going to be some fun stuff there, too. Um, right now it says 10 or 12 rounds, super middleweights. I'm pretty sure that one's going to be a 12-round fight. Would you wager? I would think so, because both, like, this fight, you know, whoever whoever wins this fight is going to be back in the title picture. So, yeah. Yeah, should uh, expect there to be some good bombs thrown there as far as that goes. Uh, Danny Garcia's against uh, Adrian Granados should be another good one. Um, that I, I know, but I know, but it's still, it's I think it's still going to be a good fight. Uh, also, uh, Vasily also <laughs> in the card already for April. That man's putting in work. Uh, obviously, uh, you know he still got the good victory last time around. Um, you know, is the shoulder still something we're worried about? Obviously, we didn't see the full uh, the full Vasily uh, as far as I'm concerned, and as far as most people are concerned from that fight. Is that how you feel? No, I mean I just I equate it to being rusty and coming off soldier, uh, shoulder surgery. So mm-hmm. I, I, it doesn't surprise me that he didn't look quite as sharp as he usually does. But, I mean, it's it's kind of hard, you know, to to look at as good as he does. It's kind of it's kind of hard, you know, if you, like, don't look at quite as good in another fight, you know, or if you're coming off an injury, people start to question you because you look – so good when you're healthy you know it's kind of kind of one of those things but I expected I expected him to be slightly off but I mean even him being slightly off he's still amazing and one of the best fighters in the world so uh, speaking of one of the best fighters in the world, uh, obviously the, it was announced uh, we're going to see Terrence Crawford against Amir Khan uh, do you think that's even going to be anywhere near a matchup? I think it could be a decent matchup because Amir Khan's fast, and he can move around. He can box. Amir Khan's biggest problem is that he just he gets caught, like he thinks that he can like trade with people after a while, and eventually he wears down and gets caught. You know, you see against Canelo. Yeah, I had him. Like, yeah, that. I had him winning. I had him winning like the first half of that Canelo fight, and then. What happened? Canelo, Canelo finally he started getting a little like arrogant and getting a little cocky and like trying to bang with Canelo and Canelo banged him out. So uh, decisively too. That was a that was a, a rough uh, a rough close. That was a, <laughs> if I remember that knockout it was pretty pretty gross. That um, was a harsh speaking, knockout. Yeah, speaking of Canelo, uh, you know again I haven't, I haven't seen you and talked to you on the uh, on the on the fights here. Obviously he went up against Rocky Fielding. Um, you're on December 15th before the new year ended there. Uh, any thoughts on that one? Do you, do you feel it being a, a big uh, win or, or bolster for his uh, record other than the additional weight class? Um, or do you feel like it was just kind of a, a pad like, oh, look what I'm going to do here? I just I kind of thought, I thought it was kind of a pad. I mean, yeah, he moved up, but he picked like a a guy that it doesn't matter if he was – you know, moving moving up, the guy wasn't really dangerous. So yeah. it was kind of one of those things to be like, oh, look what I did. You know, but if you really think about it, 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 was, it wasn't as, like, special as they are making it out to be, in my opinion. 
Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, and and also I think part of it's luster is lost because of the uh, the format now, right? The uh, the was it was it Dazzin or whatever the the fight company is now. Yeah, you know, you know like uh, it it really does change it when it's not that pay per view that's full streaming. I feel like it almost doesn't have the same impact, or at least it also he didn't have a name behind it. Like you, people want you know, people people always want to talk about the. Um, you know, you know, Golovkin fought nobody. Well, you you want to? How do you go from fighting Golovkin to fighting nobody? Yeah, I, I, I just I look at that and I just I don't know. I, I, I that's how I feel about it. But um, you know, it's going to be shaping up to be a good year for boxing again uh, after last year, especially with the, the heavyweight action we saw uh, at the end of the year. Uh, we'll see what's going to shape up with Joshua. Uh, you know, we'll There's see what shapes up. With, there was a report that just came out that uh, Joshua has contacted Wilder's camp, and Wilder's camp has not gotten back to him yet. Uh, because you know, at this point, like, what would what would you do at this point? I, I, me and I think me and Ryan discussed it shortly after that fight. Uh, Fury and Wilder gained hugely based on that draw um, over over Joshua, who obviously you know gets to pick gets to pick his opponents where he wants, but. Uh, it, it was it was a huge deal, and then both of those guys left that fight. Um, as far as a status upgrade, they'll be able to do a rematch that would cash tons with with no belt, or you know, with a belt being on the line, but with no with no uh, you know um, unification uh, necessary. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that doesn't even need to happen. They're going to make millions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, think, but I think Wilder's Wilder's and Fury stock definitely went up, but the ultimate goal for them probably is to get a fight with, with Joshua. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do agree. I do agree. Uh, 20 seconds left. Uh, Elijah, thank you for coming on tonight, being my, uh, my, my co-host, even after all the, the troubles we encountered. Um, any last words? Uh, I just want to say, sorry if I'm rusty. It's nah, been you did months. fine, buddy. It's, it's, you it's did been good. months since I've been on the radio and it, it feels good to be back. So, Hopefully uh, we'll be we'll be doing more shows here. So thanks for listening, people. Thank you for listening. And that's Sportscast Radio for tonight. Make sure to tune in when Alex and uh, and Ryan do their WrestleCast uh, and they recap a lot of those shows that he's seen, um, along with obviously that Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, the first match was amazing. Uh, Kota Ibushi and, uh, and 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 my guy Will Ospreay, both of them my dudes. So uh, if you got that New Japan Pro World Wrestling, uh, check that out. Uh, other than that, thank you for listening and have a great evening. Bye bye.